Hello, everyone, and welcome to Devotional Life. This is Paul. And this is Jeannie. Glad you're with us. Yes, we are. And uh, let's see. Last time we had this recap, you gave us a recap of uh, Jacob's life and the thing that he was going through as he was on his way to Laban and to work for him. And why don't you bring us back up to speed? Okay, well, we ended the last episode that he was working for Laban. He was there for at least 14 years or more, working his ranch and got married, has children, and his uncle's getting jealous because he's so prosperous with the flock. And uh, he decides it's time to go home. And because his uncle is jealous of him, he doesn't feel like he'll ever let him go. And so he makes a plan to sneak out in the middle of the night, <laughs> which is a little, must have been a little hard to do with all, it must have been noisy with all of his flocks that he had. He had oxen and sheep and family, and I don't even know how they did it. But they got out, and then pretty soon uh, Uncle Laban discovered it and came running after him. So once again, he's got somebody chasing him. Yeah, I think that Laban was using Jacob uh, because God had blessed Jacob so much that uh, he was making a lot of money, <laughs> not only for himself and his family. He's quite wealthy by the time that he leaves. Mm -hmm. And yes, I agree that it must have been quite a plan. It must have, uh, he must have really, you know, checked this out. He probably waited till Laban was nice and asleep. <laughs> and the two girls, uh, the daughters of Laban, they didn't want to be there either. But one of them does this little thing where she steals the, the idols that Laban has. And so that's kind of like adding insult to injury. But it gives Laban, gets him all geared up and he's going to go after Jacob as Jacob is on the run. And so, right, that's where we're at. Mm -hmm. So then they do end up making amends as they come together and they go their separate ways and Jacob continues to move forward to try to get home. Then he gets news that coming towards him uh, is his brother Esau. So apparently Esau knows that Jacob's trying to come back home and Esau has 400 men with him, a big tirage. And so uh, in chapter Genesis 32 verse 7 it says, Jacob was greatly afraid and distressed. And then he uh, divided his people and his flocks and camels and herds into two companies so that if his brother Esau came, at least he would have one company survive the attack. So that tells you how much he was afraid of his brother still. And then it says in verse 9, then Jacob started to pray. He says, O oh God, of my father Abraham and God of my father Isaac, the Lord who said to me, so he's reminding God the promises that he gave him, return to your country and to your family and I will deal well with you. Jacob says to the Lord, I'm not worthy of the least of all the mercies and of all the truth which you have shown your servant. So here we go, this proud uh, dealer of a guy, Jacob, is now back into a humble spot again. And like we said before, fear will do that to him. the men that think they're so proud and arrogant in charge of their life. 
uh, he's kind of crumbled again and saying he's not worthy. That's a good place to be. He says, for I crossed over this Jordan with my staff, and now I have two companies. Deliver me, I pray, from the hand of my brother, from the hand of Esau, for I fear him, lest he come and attack me and the mother with the children. For you said, Lord, I will surely treat you well and make your descendants as the sand of the sea, which cannot be numbered for multitude. So he finds himself in a pickle again, and it seems like he's almost like, Lord, remember, you said you were going to treat me well, and, and my descendants were going to come. Yet, <laughs> And the Lord does do that, but he sure seems to make a mess of his life every turn he goes. So then he lodged there that night. <clears throat> And uh, it says that when he rose up in the morning, uh, he, he took them and sent them over the brook and, and sent them over with their goods. And then Jacob left alone. And then a man came and wrestled with him, it says. This is in uh, chapter still 32, verse 24. Jacob, Jacob was left all alone. He had sent his family and all of his herds and everything up ahead. And he said, a man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. So what do you think about that? I remember when I taught this, and I believe that I called it between a rock and a hard place. Mm -hmm. So Jacob is in a position where he cannot go back because Laban really has it out for Jacob still. And his daughters don't want to go back either. And his true love, Rachel, is with him, and he's trying to protect her as best as he can. And now he finds out that the brother that he ran from, that swore that he was going to kill him, is on his way. So he really is between a rock and a hard place. And you know what? Sometimes that's a good thing, because it gives us that opportunity to reset our priorities. And... He can't go forward, he's afraid of that, he can't go backwards, and so how wonderful that he did the right thing, he called on God. Good job, Jacob. And he had a wrestling match with God. And Maybe you've had a wrestling match with God, I know that I have in my life. You come to that place where it's just so difficult, and then you just like, Lord, you know, save me, or rescue me, or help me, or be with me, or whatever it is that I need, and you're wrestling back and forth, maybe, why did this happen, and you didn't you promise? And I'll tell you something about that, since Jacob reminds God of his promises to him, I think we, do, we can do that too. That's to take God's word, and to read it, and to say, Lord, here's what you said in your word, and I believe you, and I'm relying upon your help right now. And so he's wrestling with the Lord. Uh, it's, it's kind of a, it may seem like kind of an odd picture to us right now, but again, there are those times where we wrestle with the Lord. He wrestles with them all night. And in the morning, the Lord says, let me go. And Jacob clings to him and says, I'm not going to let you go, you know. And it says that the Lord, are you going to read this part? Uh, yeah, it says a man wrestled, well, we most think that this is Jesus himself wrestling with Jacob, right? Yeah, I think so. A man wrestled with him until the breaking of day. Now when he saw that he did not prevail against him, he touched the socket of his hip, and the socket of Jacob's hip was out of joint as he wrestled with him. And he said, let me go, for the day breaks. 
But he said, I will not let you go unless you bless me. And he said, what is your name? He said, Jacob. Again, we know when God asks a question of somebody, it's not like he doesn't know the answer. But he was setting Jacob up for, for this. And then he said, the Lord said, your name shall no longer be called Jacob, which we've talked about before, means usurper, somebody's kind of conniving. Uh, but now your name will be called Israel, for you have struggled with God and with men and have prevailed. And so what does Israel mean? Governed by God. That's Governed the idea behind it, right? So and it's interesting cool. that you would look at the wrestling match and you would say, Jacob lost. Mm -hmm. <laughs> the Lord put out his hip, you know, and so now he can't do anything. He cannot wrestle with the Lord. But then the Lord says, you have prevailed. Against and another man place, and God, he said, with wrestling with God and man. That's what it says. And another place in the scriptures, it says that Jacob prevailed. So what does that tell us? The best thing you can do is to yield to God. Let God win in your life. And that's a win for you. That's your prevailing. That's your blessing, is to yield to God. And so, Lord, we thank you so much for this time and the encouragement of your word. And we pray, Father, that in our wrestling with you, in the hard circumstances of our life, that we would truly yield to you as our Lord, as our Redeemer, as our Savior in every situation. We love you, Lord. We thank you for this time. We pray in Jesus' wonderful name. And everybody says, Amen. Amen. God bless you. We'll see you soon.